1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 185 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with socials. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, the Wolf 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, <laughs> at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, five-star ratings. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and uh, Dan Bayliss is here. Yeah, hello, Wolf fans. Um, one person is isn't here is Jack Williams. <laughs> he would normally be here, and because he isn't here at short notice, I'd normally make up something hilarious to, as the reason as to why he wasn't here but the actual reason that he isn't here is far more funnier than i anything i could have come up with um because he was <laughs> he, he went to cheltenham yesterday and uh and stayed at his sister and brother-in-law's and then had some boxes to take back to london with him and has pulled his back transporting some Sonic comics to the car. So many questions. Why? Did, why? Uh, anyway, look, let's just leave yeah. them to it. I mean, get well soon, Jack. Um, but Harry, um, it's a bit of a weird, weird one because we missed last week. So I'm just trying to think where we should start. And I think maybe the Palace game 
there's not really much to talk about on that front because of how diabolic it, but diabolical it was. But uh, I think the one thing that came out of it and sort of cracks starting to appear, I think, at the time regarding Keanu Hoover's future, um, is this a final nail in a coffin? Do you think that he has the stamina, the mentality, the attitude to come back from something like the dressing down that he got from Bruno, which was, I've got to say, very, very harsh? Yeah, it was surprising. Um, but I've always said, I think Bruno Lars is quite honest. And if that's what he felt at the time, after such a poor first half, he come out and said it. And I think in hindsight, look, if we'd have done this podcast last week, I think I'd have been really critical of Bruno Lars. But I think the way he handled it and the way he pretty much called out, he kind of did single out Hoover, but he was calling out a lot of the young players as well. Yeah. And it feels like he'd give him a right kick up the ass because we're now talking a week or so later and we've won the next two. So maybe it worked. So I don't mind it in hindsight, but I do feel a bit sorry for Hoover, but he made some valid points and we slated him after the West Ham performance, didn't we? Saying how bad he was and he should have took his chance. So he might have needed to hear that. And like I say, in hindsight, I think it was the right thing to do. Um, Bayliss, um, failing to prepare, to prepare to fail. Isn't it strange though to have kids like this with, with a poor attitude, as Bruno says, and if it is true, I'm guessing it's true, especially when you've got someone like Jan Martino there, you know, 35 years old, looks after himself all the time. He's been there and done it on the world stage as well. He, he should be a role model, shouldn't he? But it, it just seems it's it's an attitude problem, but it's, it's not just attached to Hoover. I, I think Bruno was completely justified in what he said. They're some of the worst performances I've seen in a very long time and if, if he's not doing it on the training ground and it's evident to his teammates and his coaches that he's not putting it in then go and slam him because this is the Premier League it's the best league on earth you can't turn up unprepared and play like that and get away with it so completely with what he said call it out make the players work harder and make them earn the shirt and earn their position on the pitch so I'm totally with that on a separate note um, I hope you're okay Jack um, <laughs> I, is, I, hope he, I hope he's hurt for a, for a short time. It, it is very rich of three men in their 30s, one who looks like something out of Thunderbirds to be mocking a guy for his that, sonic, is, sonic comics. Is it me or Harry? <laughs> you, you look like bloody brains in the blood. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought you meant Harry's eyebrows. <laughs> oh, I'm that. So. Yeah. Harry, on strings. Um, oh, back, to football. back to the football. Back to the football. Sorry, Do you no, know what? It, it, it was a proper turning point, wasn't it, Palace? Um, mm. I haven't seen us play that badly in a first half for a long time. Oh, maybe West Ham the week before. <laughs> no, Palace was worse, mate. We, yeah, yeah, didn't have a touch, did we? Didn't have a kick. So maybe the kick they needed was up the arse and it, and it sort of worked. I think Johnny is... We've had time to think about this and we've had results post it to sort of reflect on what happened and how it's changed the dynamic, but... Johnny coming back in. Oh, thank God. Mm. Thank God. Absolutely brilliant. That's that's the wing backs that I bang on about and hammer on about. That's how you play it. You work your absolute nuts off for as long as you possibly can and give all you can. And you've got to get up and down the pitch. You've got to put your tackles in, but you've also got to get forward. And Johnny is the antithesis of it. Absolutely brilliant. Watch him now snap his ACL again on Friday night. <laughs> now I'm <stuck laughs> down. Um. I mean, you know, it's not the worst defence in the league. It's one of the best, but I, I, I do understand what you're saying. I do think he is our best defender. Um, Harry, it is good to have him back. I think you probably, like 99% of um, other Wolves fans would say, if it was Tomato and Johnny, it would be in, in a pretty good place. 
Yeah, brilliant. And obviously we're going to move on to the Watford game in a minute and he was fantastic that game, wasn't he? And I know he came on in the Palace game, but he's just quality and he's kind of been thrown back in early and he probably thought because I think Bruno expected Hoover to do better as we've already discussed. And we know how good he is. Yes, he's always played left wing back for us. and But I think we all knew deep down he could switch. Obviously he's right footed, but we knew the, the quality of the bloke. We just knew he'd fit in and he has, hasn't he, already? And he's been brilliant. Um, let's have a look at that Watford game. Um, absolutely boss possession, you know, two thirds <laughs> of the ball, um, five on target to, to Watford zero. Uh, another Watford own goal um, in there, which was the same for the uh, return leg earlier on in the season. I think was it September or something like that. Um, just uh, the complete performance almost, wasn't it, Dan? And it, like you say, it was absolutely needed. We know Watford are, are pretty dreadful, although they've they've gone and got results before this game and since. So, you know, let, let's not take anything away from that. Yeah, they're very much hot and cold, aren't they? It depends which Watford turn up. But um, it was a mix of two perfect storms, really. We needed a, a performance and we did it. And at the same time, it was a complete capitulation from Watford. I mean, Hodgson, I know he's getting on a bit, but... He must know that you can't let Neves have 10 yards of space in the middle of a pitch to do what he wants. And it mm. proved dividend, didn't it? Everton sort of caused us a little bit more of a problem because they closed down quickly in the middle. Yet Watford completely stood off us and then let us get down the side. You just They were dreadful. I'm glad that the worst performance at Molyneux this year wasn't Wolves against Palace. It was Watford against us. <laughs> um, that is a silver lining to it um, and to happen so quickly, but... Yeah, all praise to Wolves because we went and did a job and did it really well. The team we played against were sadly absolute fodder. Um, Harry, some criticism came in for Max Kilman. Bruno said it was more of a progression of maybe letting things slip a bit. I mean, he's been an outstanding player for Wolves this season and no one's going to take anything away from that. And obviously things that are happening politically in Ukraine obviously aren't going to help that situation. But um, for Max Kilman coming out of the side, Willie Bolly comes back into it. And again, I think he just improves the defence demonstrably. Yeah, he's brilliant when he Bolly. When I saw it, I, I kind of expected because... He had a bit of a tough game, didn't he, against Palace Kilman? As you mentioned, things going on in Ukraine. But Bolly come back in and he was just like the Bolly of old, wasn't he? He's like, what's wrong? What's been wrong with him? He seems fine to me. And he was solid, composed on the ball. It helped that Watford were pants, obviously. But it was a big game because obviously going off the back of the Palace game, the fan base was expecting a result. And luckily for us, we were 3-0 up within 20 minutes and we only had two shots on target because obviously one was an own goal and Ben Foster, <laughs> comedy ben value. Foster. Ben yeah, Foster. Ben Foster. Yeah. He was just obviously... He's Edwin at it, was he? was getting abused from the minute go. And great finish from Pedence, by the way. I know it's an open goal, but the way he just flicked it in with his left foot, the way he did, I thought it was brilliant. Nice to see Raul back on the score sheet and an assist from Pang. But I agree with Bayliss. Although it was a perfect start and a perfect game that we needed to bounce back, Watford were terrible. Agree. Yeah. And I think, you know, are they down, Dan, do you think now? Is that is that it? It's a bit tight down there, isn't it? So I do think Norwich and Watford will probably drift away, won't they? They they just don't look up to it, even though we have even though uh not sure had a result, a decent result at their place against us. But yeah, I think that the, the final spot's the one that's going to be fought for because God, they were bad. You're not going to stay up playing like that. That'd be interesting as well, because we've got leads coming up on, on Friday. We'll be talking about that shortly. Uh, was there a man of the match in that Watford game, Harry? Yeah, we can't just brush over Neves' goal first, though, because that was just incredible, wasn't it? That chip. 
And he's mm. been, I know Bayless mentioned that they give him a lot of space and he ran the show, which he has been doing lately. So for me, I would give it to Ruben Neves, not just for that goal for his over, overall performance. And there was, I just want to mention another little incident that happened. Well, a couple. First of all, there was nearly an action replay of Pedence's goal from the first half where Foster gave it to him again, but this time he caught it. I don't know if you remember that, which I found funny. And there was, can you remember the disallowed goal? There was a disallowed goal where the, the corner came in, never. Oh, uh, yeah, I it. can't find a yeah. reason for it. It came straight out to Raul. He volleys it, left footed mm. into the roof of net. Perfect goal. Nothing happened. Like, and no, VAR didn't even check it, and I couldn't see any problem with it. And it, Weird. So it should have been 5 0. I don't get why he blew his whistle. Surely you, the whole point of this VAR thing is you let it play and then you check it. And if he's seen yeah. a pull or a push, then yeah. go and have a look. Mm. But, and you had, did, you have, um, did you have 4 1, Harry? I did have four one, yeah. I was like, yeah. come on, Watford, please. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> oh, lucky. Um, so uh, then, I suppose from one relegation candidate, and you know, you can't believe you're saying this at Everton. Uh, next game at Goodison, and you know, after the after Wolves one nil win at Goodison Park, it actually puts them level with uh, Watford on twenty two points, although they have three games in hand over Watford. So um, you know, you you've got to get some points. So it's uh, not much use having games in hand if you're not going to get any points I, from them. Can I ask a question? You may. What what goal was better, that Neves chip or the Volley v Derby? Volley v Derby. Jeez, yeah, Derby. I, mean, yeah, I think mostly because of the videos of the Derby goal from the Derby end where they're going, Wee! like mm. for a thing he's going to sail over the bar and it's been, Yeah, his first touch on it. They're like, yeah. because he goes behind yeah. him. Yeah, that, yeah, I think so. Close so, close so. Um, but now we've got <laughs> to say comment. what's in the comments. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you should play over to YouTube check out those comments because it's uh, all I saw was lesbian haircut and I, and I hope they're talking about we it. can't read that out mate sorry it's about Jack yeah. uh, right okay look uh, Connie, oh. Connor Cody on the score sheet um, brilliant I think it was is it three goals in something like 37 games this time around and it took about 297 games to get three goals um, previous to those so um, Harry's in the box um, he's doing a lot more he's, he's a lot more threatening now and he's scoring goals and it must be absolutely fantastic for him as a you know pretty much a diehard Liverpool supporter to be going and doing that at Goodison yeah but buzzing for him to be honest I thought he had a good game as well and this was a weird one for me because I saw the outrage, and I was slightly disappointed too with the team that started. We obviously went back to bringing Dendonka in with a free midfield. I thought he'd go 3 4 3, I must admit, and go out a struggling Everton side. But in hindsight, I think Bruno got it right, didn't he? First half an hour, nothing happened, did it? We didn't even get in their box. We just contained them. They didn't look too threatening, to be honest, because obviously we're quite solid at the back. Charleston was their only live wire. And we grew into it, didn't we? And in the second half, after Cody's goal, it was quite comfortable. I don't know what you lads thought. Oh, sorry, I'm just looking at the comments again, Harry. I can't. <laughs> you, got, you, you look at that and then I'll, I'll talk to Bayliss for a bit. This is... Fuck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say this. Oh, dear. Uh, Dan, again, uh, boss in possession. And, I mean, they finished like with about 12 minutes left, wasn't it, with a with a man down. But it didn't really make a difference in the end. And to be fair, they were, they were, I think they did have their chances. And on another day, probably Richard would, would have so, taken yeah. one of those, wouldn't he? So, I mean, they, they, they are really fine margins. And they're, they're even finer when you're at the bottom of the league like they are. I mean, for a team, very expensive team, made up of names, they were poor. Yeah. Especially in the middle of the park, they looked a bit weak. I thought uh, Van der Beek got himself about a bit, but yeah. other than that, wasn't much going on, was there? Um, Richardson on his day could have punished us, but 
thought we controlled the game reasonably well and and we took we took our chance didn't we and that's that's all it means but i don't get how a team with that many names in and and that much quality can be as bad as they are because they looked really a bit toothless didn't they richardson probably had two decent chances that another day he might one, have got it, one. the side netting didn't side they? Net, yeah. yeah um another day he he might have been in the mix but they're weak they're mm. poor and they, and they got we shit housed them a little bit even though we were probably were the better team and had a lot of possession and, and did play a good game of football. We sort of kept pretty tight and, and did our job properly, whereas they seem to open themselves up a little bit too much to us. Um, um, it's a convoluted is, way of saying we were better, isn't it? It, it was like the Wolves of old, and that's because I think pretty much it was. You know, you got Dendonka, Neves, and Matinho pulling strings in the middle. I thought Dendonka had a brilliant game. Yeah, he, he did okay. I think Neves and Martino were the ones that stood out for me, really, especially Neves again. That one run he went on, I think it was second half, when he like ran through and put Marcel in, like incredible. But I, I thought Kilman just coming straight back in as well. I thought he was a much like played way better than he did against Palace, obviously, which was a good thing. We Raul had, he came back in. Yeah, well, we, we know we we've said about this the other week with the Thursday Sunday. It's all this red red zone stuff, isn't it? That's why I think Marcel came in for eight Nori too. So. I think some of them were tactical, but some of them yeah. were due to like down to the red zone. I, I just want to give Raul a shout out because he's been getting a lot of stick. Although he didn't score, I thought he had a really good game up front, held, holding the ball up well. And that, and that, if that overhead kick would have gone in first half, bloody hell, I'd have ran to Everton wow. and celebrated with him. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a great effort, wasn't it? <laughs> well, not in the end because it nearly went out the stand, but good technique. Uh, Dan, was there a man of the match in there? Uh, Difficult, wasn't it? Is it this hard? Good game, thought, to be fair. I thought we commanded his I thought Johnny, Johnny again was superb. So I think yeah. I'm going to go there. Um, man of the match, I would. I'll, I'll give it Neves for the Watford one. So I'm going to go Cody, and I guess we, I think you two got to say sorry to Cody. Any way you slated him? Me? Oh, <laughs> <I'm glad. laughs> one thing I will say though, and it's oh. about the officiating actually, and because I mentioned Jose Sar, is that there was a couple of times where. Um, Saar had to make, he made a couple of really good saves and, and he was sort of throwing himself at the feet of Everton players and could potentially get injured or only for it to be flagged offside or a foul. And it's just becoming a little bit more common now where you see in this, this thing where the, the assistant referee isn't putting the flag up because they're waiting. But you think, how long is it going to be before there's an injury? Because something has happened where it could have absolutely 100% been avoided by putting your flag up. Mm. No, I agree with that. And it happened, like you say, it happened a few times. But yeah, I think the only the only positive thing from our point of view is Saar dealt with him all the time, didn't he? So, yeah, he did. But well, like, I get he, what flung, you mean. he flung himself to near Richardson yeah. and like just scoops yeah. it away from it. So that was a great save, but he don't know that he didn't know it was like no. uh, off, did he? So it is wrong because, like you say, it, it could cause an unnecessary injury. So Saar was brilliant again, wasn't he? Now you've mentioned him, he was good as well. Made a few good saves, especially first half. He went through. I think it was Richardson again, was it? Yeah, he went from that tight angle. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to give it Cody just because of the sticky lot I've given. So he deserves this one. <laughs> Not buying it. And how good were the scenes at the end of the game, by the way? I know. Oh, like, I've always said. I've always said Cody's. Yeah. A, he, he is a top bloke, and he like he's straight great. over to the to the kid. Got him out. The I think crowd. what you said. He's a really great guy, but he can't defend. I think that's what. You're <laughs> I think that's, that's what changed. To be honest, we've got to say this season, apart from a few games early on, and maybe the Palace game, his performance levels have been a lot better, haven't they? Oh, I think it helps having Saar behind him. But. Leaps and bounds. Like, ah, yeah. Incredible. Um, credit yeah. where credit's due, isn't it? You've got to say uh, yeah, when they're doing uh, well, but when they're doing bad, you've got to say that too. A progression. Um, 
really is. And I think, you know, he will have an eye on the World Cup and I will be shocked if he doesn't go. Um, but, I mean, he's I in it now. So. Off, right. I got forgot it. about them having a man sent off as well, didn't they, on about the 80th? Yeah, I did like, yeah, it's the 8th minute, yeah. I think we'd have seen it out anyway, but that pretty much sealed it, didn't it, once they got yeah, that second so. yellow. Yeah. If we're going to talk about it, Cody has to go to the World Cup because Mings has been terrible. Mm. So. Well, I think tomorrow... Oh, it's Wednesday today at time recording. I think tomorrow that they're announcing the England squad for two friendlies coming up. So hopefully Kilman and Cody get in. But yeah, yeah. And I think it's no. one of those where once you're in, you're in. But I think it'd be really interesting um, because it's going to start to give a feel of who's going to be going to Qatar. And I think when you look at players on form, the big players, you know, like John Stones, people like that, you know, it's not, not getting game time. And people like Ben White, um, Kilman, Cody, you know, they're, they're in some pretty pretty staunch defences, so it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, let's move on to the Leeds game. If you're watching on YouTube, you can just hop onto our channel and watch the away perspective. Um, Harry got Ben and Ben, the Leeds men uh, for that. So um, Harry's all done that. If you listen to this on the podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here is your away perspective. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Right, hello everyone. For this week's Away Perspective, we have Ben and Ben from the Talking Shut Leeds podcast. First of all, lads, thank you for both coming on. That's a pleasure, mate. Cheers. First question is to both of you. I think it's got to be asked straight away. Bielsa, it's been three games ago now after that Spurs game he left. First of all, were you both happy with the decision that he left or did you both want to keep him? I don't think anyone was happy with it. You think about what Bielsa's done. I guess it may be similar to Nuno we use. Yeah, yeah. That there's that everything that he'd done for the club in the last sort of two and a half, three years, it were never that easy to say, yeah, it needs to go. But I think if you had looked at it like the results sort of aspect and how the team were playing, mm. it kind of came to a level that it were either you make the gamble now or you don't. And I think it got to that point where you didn't know whether you were gonna for me, you didn't know whether you were gonna keep you up or take you down. Mm. And I think in a way, I'm quite, I suppose it'll come to the end of the season. I'm quite glad that they made that gamble. Yeah. And to, just to the other Ben, do you agree with that? What do you think went wrong in this season for him? I think it's a bit of a pill to swallow. He's, he's very much a love character within the city. But, you know, everyone, there were murmurs thinking that it were going to come to the end of the season and we were going to have a change then. Um, do I agree with how it's happened? No. Um, but like Ben, it, it was that time where you need to make a gamble and, you know, it's on the club's head what the what what the outcome is on that. But mm. essentially, you know, it, it's exciting. It's an exciting time for us, for for me personally. I, I believe that you know we've we've got a, a good coach, a good coach in charge. But what what's going to happen from now until the end season? I, I honestly don't know. Um, you didn't know with Bielsa because he was so un- unpredictable as well. <laughs> um, but he, he is solely missed, you know, and I think everyone saw that by the reaction to to the to the. Um, Zakin. 
Yeah, just for an observation from the outside looking in, is it down to injuries? I know you've only just had Bamford come back, haven't you? Is, there, is it down to that or is yeah, it purely I, just to attacking? That's that definitely a big part of it. Mm. I mean, you lose any team. Like if you lost um, Cody, um, or, yeah, a midfielder and then Neves, Neves, yeah. at the same time, <laughs> you'd be struggling, wouldn't you? Mm. It, it's going to affect any team losing like your spine like that. But, yeah, definitely. It's funny you say that because we lost Raul, didn't we, under Nuno? And it was kind of yeah. the end of and him. You struggled so for goals at that after that, didn't you? Mm. So, yeah, so, you lose someone like that who's, who's your big player, big goal scorer. It's going to be mm. hard. But then we lost the centre midfielder in Calvin Phillips and then as captain. And as much as people don't think um, Cooper's maybe at the level for the Premier League, I think it's got to the point where we sort of realised how good he is as a leader. Mm. And we don't didn't have that on the pitch. But yeah, so any team loses them kind of players, you're going to struggle. But then you've also got, um, it's all like, it, it is a bit of everything. Bielsa's way of, of training, I think I think it's been documented by sort of Phil Hay, who's our reporter in the Athletic, that the players were sort of getting a bit tired of sort of the training, the the, the intensity of that. And, and everything just sort of accumulated and it got to the point, like we said, if that continued, we were going down. Yeah. So that, that made a, a big, a sort of big impact on it. I think mm. just my input on that as well is we've rode away from promotion into last season where we had such a good season and we've shown a lot of character in the Premier League. You look at the wins they had at City last year and the points against the bigger teams as well, but other big teams, but you know, times got really tough, especially over the last kind of few fixtures of Bielsa's reign. Um, and I think that there was a lack in confidence. And going back to the first question, a manager like Jesse Marsh, who is polar opposites to Bielsa in how he handles players day to day and the relationships he has with them, I feel like they do need that arm around the shoulder right now. They need mm. telling how good they are. Um, and they needed a performance or at least um, a result like like we had on Sunday to to get back into a rhythm. Um, mm. Because I do think that that played a massive part in that, you know, we rode that wave uh, um, a few seasons or a few a few years of good performances to now where things have dropped we've lost players and the, the group as a collective may become a little bit disjointed yeah you mentioned Jesse Marsh there. Were, you, were you too happy with that appointment were the fan base happy because I'll be honest I had heard of him because we were kind of linked to him at one point I know he's been in and around Europe and things like that and he was, he was with um, was it Man United's manager, wasn't he, at some point uh, abroad? Mm. So were you both happy with that appointment? Because I know people take the mick and say it's like Ted Lasso and things mm. like that. So I don't know what you two thought. Of yeah, I, I mean, I guess it is to say like who follows Bielsa. You're never going to yeah. get anyone, unless you, you're getting a huge name. Like, I mean, people were suggesting like, if we've got like a Pochettino in the summer or something like that. If, if we went similar to when we got Bielsa, if we went a bit sort of, above our station, but managed to sort of convince someone. I think that's the only way you'd be happy, like ultimately like fully happy that you'd mm. replace him Bielsa. So I think there's that sort of hurdle to with Jesse Marsh, but in, in what he's done sort of at, at Red Bull, um, New York, New York Red Bulls and Salzburg, he, he did really well. I think he struggled at Leipzig a bit, but I think mm. there was COVID. There was a few, I think they'd sold a few players as well at Leipzig and stuff like that. So he never really got a good sort of crack. I think he lived there like six months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it, it's like we said at the beginning, it's a gamble because 
he's not he's never been in the Premier League before I mean some of the pundits were saying we should get someone like an Allardyce or whatever but I don't think that would work <laughs> with a lead squad not not this yeah. squad anyway no. um, but yeah it, I think like Ben touched on it's a lot about the sort of the mentality now getting to the end of the season we know these players are good enough to finish ninth last year mm-hmm. but they got to a point where they they looked broken and they just needed someone to give them a lift and Bielsa's not that kind of person he sort of, from from what's been said, um, he, he came out, did a bit of training. He never sort of had one to ones with players on on how they are feeling. It was one to ones on you should do this better, that better, whatever, and, and coaching in that respect. Mm. But I think it does need. I mean, we've seen a, a few differences, and, and maybe the club's been pushing this a bit more. That like they all went out for a pizza for Rodrigo's birthday in the first week of Jesse Marsh, just stuff like that. That yeah, the more human stuff, and to sort of take the minds off the pressure that they were under at sort of the end of the Bielsa era. Yeah. Just to switch it up a little bit, looking to Friday's game, what are your two's opinion on Wolves from the outside looking in? I don't know what your thoughts on our, on our season. What do you think? I think you've, you've had a really good season. To go from from Nuno leaving in, in the summer, uh, bringing the new guy in, which are quite sort of unheard of as well. And I've done well mm. in well Portugal. Um, but yeah, to, to maybe sort of take them up to the a, a level that maybe Nuno couldn't, which is quite a surprise now, I think. And you've been a steady sort of season. And some good signings, the um the Korean lad, is he? Yeah, Wang uh, Chan, yeah. Yeah, yeah who was at Salzburg with um Jesse yeah. Marsh. Yes. Um yes. He, he looks really good. And you sort of just got a really good rhythm and, and sort of carried on where Nuno left off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just um you mentioned at the beginning of the chat. Um, saying you, d- you don't really know what's going to happen from now, but if you had to put your neck on the line right now, do you think you'll stay up? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it's blind it optimism being a Leeds fan that we've had so, <laughs> much, so much shit over the last few years that you start to believe and there's a glimmer of hope. And, you know, we haven't seen a, a new manager bounce as such in terms of results, but we have seen a new manager bounce around the place, smile, smiles on players' faces, you know, we had an absolutely appalling game against Villa midweek um, and then we completely rectified it against Norwich at the weekend and it was a fight, the the fight that everyone associates with Leeds, the, the good and the bad, the character and the, you know, the, the strong in the tackle, everything that, everything that is Leeds United to, to fans were on the pitch on Sunday and mm-hmm. I think that's what sees us over the line, you know. You, you, you asked us about Marsh and is it the right person? I don't think we'll know this season this season's all about collecting enough points to stay up. And I think we'll do that however way we can. Mm. I think until we are confirmed into the Championship next uh, Premier League next year, sorry, I don't think we'll see Marsh fully implement his ideas on the squad. I think what it's all about now is dragging ourselves into a, a safe spot in the Premier League. And mm. I'm pretty confident with the fixtures coming up and everything going on around us that we can do that. Now, nah, fair enough. Um, so you, you had a great win last time. We've won two on the bounce. Could I get a score prediction from both of you from Friday night? What's your score predictions? I think I'd just take a draw. I'd be happy with the draw <laughs> as a Leeds fan. So um, yeah, 1-1. One, one. The 1-1 one, one would do me fine. Ben too? I, I'd be happy with a goalless draw. I know you're, you're lot, um <laughs> don't concede many. Um, so if we can do the same uh, and take a point away, I'd be, I'd be, uh, I'd be pleased with that. 
Yeah, it's funny because I remember the game at your place, the 1 1. You mentioned Huangi Chan, obviously, put us 1 0 up. I thought you played really well that day. And mm, I yeah. Rafinha like, stands out, doesn't he? He's a, what a class player. But yeah, yeah a draw, fair enough. Um, well, Ben, Ben, thank you very much for coming on. Really That's appreciate your time. Cheers. And uh, yeah. best of bad luck for Friday night, of course. Cheers. <laughs> Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach, you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip, you ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new, you rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? <sighs> Harry, I'll, I'll start with you. You know, you've spoken to Ben and Ben. Ben squared. And what was the feeling in the camp? I mean, you opened up with obviously Bielsa, so we don't need to talk about that too much. Um, mm. But how, how are they feeling about this one? Uh, well... They predicted, as you just heard, a draw, both of them. They said they'd take a draw. They had that really important win against Norwich, didn't they? Last minute. They got Ted Lasso in. <laughs> I've got to say, it was straight <laughs> Jesse Marsh, obviously, yeah. uh, an American coach. who He actually made the joke himself in an interview. I watched one where he said, Ted, he's like, Ted Lasso's done me no favours. Uh, that's a terrible American accent. <laughs> was that American? Yeah, I mean, he's a fairly unknown coach, isn't he? And it's an important win against Norwich, but I don't know. They're a good team. They've just got Banford back. I know they've, they've been riddled of injuries, so they've, they've got Banford back. Obviously, Rafinha's a threat. And they, I think they, they know how good we are, though. So they know it's a tough place to come. They, they mentioned our defensive record. And God, we, we forgot to mention as well after the Everton game, eight Premier League away wins. That's a record for us, isn't it, after that? So that's pretty yes. impressive. But also, on the other hand, we've failed to score eight home games too, haven't we? So it's one of them where we think we're going to win. But it could be more tricky than you think with them fighting for their lives. Um, Bayliss, should this be a uh, normal day at the office? I don't really know what a normal day at the office. If your office yeah. is Molyneux and your Wolves is, but should it should it be routine? I don't think it's going to be. They got the whole new manager thing, and they are dangerous. We know they concede a lot, but they also also do have a threat now, especially if Bamford back. So, mm. I think we will do enough to edge it. I think we, we are playing well enough now, and they've had a run of bad results that will do enough, but it's going to be a tight one, a 1-0 or a 2-1, something like that. Oh, you reckon? All right. Um, Harry, if there are going to be any changes, where would you think they're going to come in? You'd assume we'd go back to 3-4-3, three, three, wouldn't you? Being at home, you'd hope. So that means no, Den Donker comes out. No Huang, so... Is he definitely out, is he? That's a good oh, point. He got injured, didn't he? Just, he? Come off injured. I mean, I don't know how you could drop the dents in the first place. but well, you know, And obviously Neto wasn't on the bench against Everton, so it'd be interesting to see if he comes back into the squad. Is he going to give Trincao another go? Probably not. So, yeah, it'd be obviously I'd go 3-4-3, three, three, Pedence, Raul, and hopefully Huang or Neto if they're, if they're available. But I don't know. Um, I'm guessing they'll keep Kilman at the back too. Because we've had, a, you know, it's been a well Sunday to Friday. Is the red zone going to kick in again? We just <laughs> so mad the technology. Yeah. I'm not too sure, but yeah, you've got to go attacking. You've got to go attacking against Leeds because they are vulnerable at the back, aren't they? We've all seen what they're like, and I'm going to go with my four. That, this is a good point, actually. The last time my four bet four one bet won was against Leeds in the Champions. Yes, it was at home. And did you cash out? <laughs> no, that was the Bolton game. That was the Bolton game. Yeah, but I actually. How long ended five nil? 
that ended five yes. one. So yes. yeah, five I was going to cash out and I didn't. At <laughs> It's been that long since Wolves won 4-1, man. I know. God, that is a while ago. Um, Score prediction, Dan? I'll stick with my 2-1. Harry? I've got to go 4-1, and I? 4-1 more's got to do it. It's written in the stars. Um, So, I mean, we we all think we're going to win, so that'll be our 1,001st win because Everton was 1,000 wins in the top flight. Um, There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that is impressive, isn't it? Really, I mean, there's, they're not. There won't be many teams that have um, that have reached that milestone. Um, just before we move on to the latest betting odds, and I don't know if we've got any ticket news because Jack isn't here. Did you see um, Cody's message on Instagram to somebody? Is um, that real? Is it? I don't know. I wanted to talk to you about it because I was like, it's hilarious, but I don't think it's something that he'd say. I mean, it looks. It looks I haven't legit. seen this. Um, yeah, so it says. Um, Big win tomorrow, please, Con. Put another nail in Everton's co- uh, coffin for us. And then he replied post-game. Uh, morning, Johnny, lad. Sorry for the late reply. Been up all night. Empty my pockets. Had Richarlison and the rest of the shite in them. <laughs> and how was that for a nail? Fucking shite them, aren't they? I, mean, yeah, I hope it's true. But the more, fake, the, more I, the more I say it, the thing is with those Instagram DMs, I saw the picture. They're so easy to Photoshop. Yeah, and I don't think would Cody. He's only just joined Instagram. He, he don't feel like Cody's the type would say something like that to no. someone he knows would screenshot it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's not. I, I think it. I think it's fake. It sounds. A I bit, just wanted it to be real. Yeah, it'd be that brilliant. Is, that uh, anyway, let, let's get your latest betting odds. Uh, yeah, I've got a few actually. Um, they're pretty high priced. Sorry, I got excited. I'll start with a short one. Um, there's a boost on Skybet at the moment. Wolves to win 1-0, 2-0 or 2-1, 11-4. Decent bet, that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jimenez to score first, 3-1 Wolves is 55-1. to one. That's quite low, I think. It's because it's a striker, isn't it? That's all it is. Um, Max Kilman 1-0 Wolves. I quite like the look of that because... 120. Set pieces. 125-1. to one. Ooh, I'm still waiting first. for him to do a 30-yard run and just smash it top bins, but <laughs> he always ends up passing oh. it. The guy that I think could go on a decent run against their open defence is uh, a Johnny to score first, 2-0 Wolves, 240-1. to one. Wow. And then i got some other odds for you. Oh, oh God. It's oh. Cheltenham week. Of course it is. Ah. Have, we got, have we got Wolves-inspired horses? I have. I've only found a couple, to be honest. No, um, fair play. Yeah, good, good for you. In the 4-10 tomorrow, cool Cody is running. Thursday, ah, is, yeah. yeah. At the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20-1. to one. At the moment, there um, yeah. right, you go. Um, there is a horse in gold and black in the five thirty. Lord Accord. Mm. It's about to find. There isn't a lot. The only other one I found Friday in the last race. There's a horse called Lucky Max. Oh, uh, it's, ah. yeah, it's fifty to one though. Fifty. That said, <laughs> that said, I think an, eight, an eighty to one a place today. So I've had one bet. It's got a chance. And it was today, and it was called Call Me Harry, and I think it fell over. So. And Bayless, what was your story? Because Harry was like, did it finish? I said, I said, no. No, it ran the first lap, then it went into the grandstand and had a fight and watched it on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking part of camps. Oh, dear. Well, look, if you um, if you win some money on, on the betting, and obviously bet responsibly and all that stuff, but if you win some money, then potentially you could put it uh, towards a trip to America to watch Wolves in pre-season. Um, was it John Percy, I think, 
dropped it on Twitter, Harry, um, that there were rumblings or it's in the offing that it may happen. I think it's, it would be something like the first time. Is it the first time ever? That 72, we doing, I think. Or 70, so 50 years. Yeah. So I, thought yeah. I had a 50 yeah. years in my head. But I, yeah, so that would have been the year that we lost the UEFA Cup final, I think. Um, would you go, firstly? Just before I answer that, is that Paul's just put in the comments? Samado is running the 230. Is that actually there a, a 230 race tomorrow? Oh, so. Paul, you've had me there. I can't believe that. Then. <laughs> um, America, well, I'll tell you what, I'd love to go, obviously, but we'll see. How good was it when we last went to go and see Aaron? Oh, in St. Louis. Amazing. But we're, we're talking, Incredible. I think we spoke about it, didn't we? I think it's looking like it would probably be Texas, wasn't it, to play a few Mexican teams or maybe LA. But they could go to like Florida, couldn't they, too? Uh, just one, as Aaron will definitely be listening, uh, there is a horse called Kansas City Chief running tomorrow in the 210. <laughs> American link. Um, I mean, Bayless, there are, some, there are lots of pockets, there are lots of areas that it could potentially be. Obviously, it's a massive country, so it depends how much travelling they want to do. But, you know, you, you've got some blockbuster ones on there, sort of like you're into Miamis and things like that. But you've also got, you know, Colorado Rapids. So you've got the Jack Price link there as well. Um, we could go there and disgrace ourselves again, just like in the uh, heady days of 2018. Um, will you be going? Uh, did they give any dates for anything? I've, I've only saw. There's no dates happening. and it's not confirmed. So don't book anything. <laughs> it will. It will happen. It was meant to happen in 2020, wasn't it? It was all. Yeah, it was. All yeah, yeah. done. I remember you, everyone's getting excited, weren't they? But it's it's going to be it's going to be down it's going to be down south because they want the Mexico link, don't they? Let's be honest. They want to go and play Club America and things like that for Raúl. So it'd be exciting though, and it, it's just to oh, make our brand bigger, isn't it? They're doing it just to get our brand out there again. Is it going to be one of those where they pick some college NFL stadium? And try and get as many people in it as possible. Maybe, and I, I saw on social media as well. There was a lot of because um, there's a lot of American-based clubs, you know, like fan clubs, isn't there? Like Baltimore, mm. Baltimore's American, isn't it? Baltimore, yes. yeah. Yeah, so you know, New York Walls, whatever. I've seen them getting quite excited about it as well. So there'd be yeah. a lot of American so fans. There'd be at least be five traveling. people there. <laughs> yeah, right. it, just, it made me laugh. He said to Aaron, Aaron was like, "Oh, brilliant! I can go." I said, "Yeah, just a ten-hour drive down the road. Yeah, just, just, nip down just around the, the corner, yeah. down the shop, and go to the Wolves game on the way." Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be it'd be quite funny just to watch loads of Wolves fans teaching the Americans how to do fucking chants properly. Like, you know, because <laughs> their chanting game is awful, oh. and they really they, they just need to sort it out. Because some of the like, videos you, know, you sent me from Colorado. Oh, you know, they, the they, videos, they, they come and they've got gone. all the gear. They've got all the gear. They've got their megaphones. They've got all this. They've got everything looks like it's it's ready to go. And then they're like, I think we, I think we are going to win. It's like, guys, come on. <laughs> look, look, we're all hammered. But my and God, it, do you think? And it's always better? like a pasty, pretty, like flabby white bloke with his top off. That's you in the game. You're the mega phone. I was going to say, yeah. Stones in glass houses, my friend. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? I, I it's like that I sort of nerdy sort of. It always is. It, yeah. it. It's quite. They've funny. always got glasses. Hundred percent. Not there's anything wrong with that. I've got power. Um, yeah. So we look forward to that, and and hope. I mean, hopefully it goes ahead, and you know what it, what a year it could be for for football. You know, because it's obviously going to come home in November, December. Oh my God, um, Paul! That's a, that's a great, that's a great little link. Where has Mister Miami gone? Has anyone heard from him? But he's just oh, fell off the face I, of the earth, hasn't he? I, no, I don't Paul's know. put in the comments. Let's have a look what he's put. Where is Mister Miami gone? He seems to have fallen out of a lot of people. No idea, Paul. But that is a good point because I forgot. Is he still doing his videos? He'd be there, wouldn't he? I'm sure he'd fly over to, especially if we're playing Miami. Be on oh, brand, yeah. that wouldn't it? That and, and also, just look at the comments. It looks like Huang will be out Friday as well. So we might be seeing Trincao in the starting oh. eleven, which. 
I didn't think we'll be happy, or hopefully it'll be Neto. But three nil Wolves with Leeds. Three nil. No, Jesus. Well, we'll wait and see. Um, and it's going to be a nice calm one on Friday, isn't it, Harry? Yeah, we're driving up with me, mate. So no more. Enjoy the football. No more madness anymore. I retire. Excellent. Until next time. Excellent. Right, Kate. We'll say goodbye to Daniel Bayliss. Yeah, goodbye, one. And Harry Mansell. Get well soon, Jack, and just throw them Sonic in the bin. (laughs) Yeah, just be careful. Uh, Lift with your knees. And it is goodbye from me. Goodbye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Social Podcast Network. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279. Or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.